Alright, so first off, you know, it's no secret we record these uh, a day early, and so, uh, happy birthday, oh, Dahlia. Thanks, appreciate uh, that. Dahlia's birthday is, and so that is this week in Tampa history, although it didn't happen here in Tampa. <laughs> it did it. We inherited her, so that's wonderful. Uh, but, hey, how was your week? What'd you do? Well, I was looking, or uh, I had a good Monday. We had a couple of the different staff in here planning our Cooking with Five Senses in the Garden program starting back up on September 12th over at the Ebert Street Community Garden. Nice. So it's exciting to see that, you know, coming back um, into into the rotation of activities we do here at the well and specifically through Well-Fed Community. Man, I, um, I had like a couple cool... Uh, calls this week and actually a few well a few in person but um do you know about Redcoin? so i had a call for the relaunch of Redcoin, and um it's out of dc i believe but basically they have a physical coin that's worth two dollars and fifty cents it has begun here in tampa um but they are trying to build out an advisory team i'm hoping to stay connected with them hopefully work with them but basically um Folks can't. So let's say someone on the streets or someone, you know, food insecure says, man, I need some food. Um, you can get, let's say I gave you four of these. You have the equivalent of 10 bucks in buying power and they have like basically vendors and they're trying to grow the network of this vendor things where people around town, like let's say this taco stand says, yeah, we will take those. And so they can pay for their food with these bread coins. And then the, the business itself just exchanges those with Breadcoin, the company who buys them back at 250 so that mm. they get their money so they can sell those as tender. But it's a way to give folks food buying power without handing over like cash that can be used in other ways. Really cool program. Really excited to see it getting up and running here in Tampa. Um, I guess I said enough about that that I won't tell you about all these other cool calls that I have, but one with a local church and one with like a little council of other social entrepreneurs talking about maybe creating a little you know, a little collective, um, around social entrepreneurship in Tampa Bay. So that's exciting too. Um, I, for those of you just joining us, welcome. Hopefully you also had a great week. Welcome to Tampa talk. It's August 18th. I'm John. And I'm Dahlia. Thanks for joining us. What else are we talking about? Well, the long awaited sprouts opening up. Well, I've been long awaiting it. Yeah. <laughs> University oh, mall. Yeah. It's, uh, the new two twenty three thousand square foot uptown store will open on September 17th um, at 7 a.m. And the first 200 customers will receive a free reusable bag with samples. And the first 400 customers will receive a free long stem rose, courtesy of Falcon Farms Floral. So I'm pumped for this. Um, you know, that's the first uh, kind of new um, reveal of kind of the Rhythm Uptown Mall. Yeah. Um, new tenant. So I'm looking forward to one, having a kind of a healthy shopping option, uh, nearby, but then to, um, seeing how this like kind of segues into all the other development that they're doing too. Well, and you know, I don't, I, I think there's some conversations in the works, but you know, the well and particularly our kinship markets, actually some of the groceries that we share, we get from some of the other sprouts and, um, think there's some conversations where we might be able to make a connection with these guys and hopefully they're able with some of the food that might otherwise go wasted be helpful to provide for some of the neighbors right around mm -hmm. them so uh really excited for many many reasons including just new neighbors to the wobble bikes bike shop um and it'll be the 15th sprouts in tampa bay 15th number 44 in florida wow yeah um in other news tampa's police cheese creates 
created a new position with a community focus. And so um, there's been community resource officers in the Sheriff's County Department for some time, and um, I guess in the city of Tampa as well, but they've officially appointed a Deputy Chief of Community Outreach and Professional Standards position. It's a really long title. Um, but this role will work on uh, community engagement and keeping kind of the highest standards of public service. Deputy Chief Calvin Johnson, um, who has been in the department for over 20 years, will move into the role. And he made a statement that he's really looking forward to it, getting out there into community events and um, ensuring that the citizens of Tampa know their police force and know that they can trust them. I saw one of the other stories that you had grabbed for the newsletter, and I was really intrigued. So we've had for some time in the winters, we have like cold weather shelters, but with the mm-hmm. current heat, there's the opposite. Yep. Is that what it is? Yeah. So cooling centers um, are something that the city or even county has put out in order to help with kind of these like insane heat advisories but kind of the struggle with them this past week or what they've identified is the fact that nobody's actually using them and that's not so much based on like a need basis but as a knowledge basis so people don't know these exist and so including me yeah i was like what and so then on top of that how do you get to them once you know they exist right so they interviewed a resident or i guess uh an an unhoused individual Mm -hmm. Um, on a curb who was, you know, clearly in distress from the heat. Yeah. And asked her, why wasn't she using this service? And she said, well, I didn't know it existed. And it's a two mile walk away and on a bus pass. And how am I going to get there? And so some of the um, cooling centers received nobody on their days of opening, but it's obviously hot outside. So what's kind of going on? Um, Tampa officials said they disseminated, disseminated information about the centers via media Official city social media channels and neighborhood app next door. They're um, not on next door. Yeah. Next door is where people bitch about the homeless. Also, <laughs> like next door, like usually are home housed. That's, yeah, no, it's yeah, it's, yeah. it's yeah. a very different demographic. On, yeah. Yeah. They, so obviously they're not reaching them to the right channels. Not a lot of love for poor people on yeah. next door. And uh, and so yeah, so these cool centers do exist, and you know. Obviously, if you work in the space that you interface with kind of the homeless population, um, spread the word. Let them know that these cooling centers are out there, and there's obviously lists available online. Um, they're pretty spread out. Cascaden, um, Al Lopez, uh, over there by Perry Harvey. So they're, they're kind of like all around the downtown kind of area. You know, it's interesting. Like, I hadn't heard about this. I didn't read the whole article, but just hearing you talk about it, it does pretty well illustrate this, like, mismatch between like because this is like a deployment of resources clearly like an effort to meet a need but in without connection to the community that has that need that isn't you know it just illustrates like even to some of the work that we do like why it's so necessary to be in a relationship and ask people what they need and what they want, what they're hoping for outcomes for and how they would execute that thing whereas you know a lot of times solutions that come from outside the community well intended as they may be often and in kind of waste and a mismatch between resources and needs. And anyway, this illustrates that pretty, pretty well, but, um, it's interesting. Yeah. People definitely need this service because it is hot out. Last oh my God. Very, it's, it's very every hot. day I'm like, uh Oh, <laughs> today wasn't bad with the rain. It's actually not been so terrible, but the past, I think it was like a couple of days ago. I was like, didn't want to be outside. Um, and imagine if you could only be outside. So, for the word, a lot of other schooling centers, and maybe if there's a you have ac- access to a stronger channel to reach, 
um, the homeless population about this news. Hopefully get in contact with one of these cooling centers and figure out if you can work together. Also, a move a lot of people do is just, like, walk around the mall. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, the AC is on. And yeah. it is, uh, let's say, shelter from the heat a little bit. But um, I'm going to maybe drive by and check one of these places out. be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, other Hillsborough County School Board is still discussing their book removals. And so, <laughs> um, the Department of Education is said that they will send out more direction about the process to remove books later in August after literally nothing else being talked about at their their meetings because um people are really concerned that you know it's going to be parents wishes for their one child limiting access to mm. you know thousands of kids understanding of, a, of an issue and really calling it censorship at that point but the department of education said that they are expected to send out a statement later in august um, and then Tampa will, for the first time ever, be a part of World Car Free Day. And so, you know, in line with our work at Wobble Bikes and kind of our advocacy for being pedestrian, um, for the first time ever, Tampa will join 2,000 other cities and 46 counties in celebrating World Car Free Day. It will take place in three neighborhoods across the city on Saturday, September 23rd. So we'll be sure to follow back up. But it will include some fun with the street. Uh, Lightning street hockey team, farmers markets, food trucks, public art installations, and more. Um, they're kind of blocking it into three zones. We're kind of all the closing act- streets in these areas. Yeah. Um, and so downtown will have a zone, and Ybor City, and then West Shore as well. Mm. Um, so yeah, should be cool. I mean, we used to do like a walk to day school. Did they have that here? Like there was uh, one day of the year. Yeah, there's like a bike to school day or whatever. I don't know how big those are yeah they, they exist um yeah our schools would like start like an hour later and like the mandate was yeah, that you could walk that. to school yeah yeah no they don't do that <laughs> uh, and then you got <laughs> that's like, a great idea yeah you got like a little like prize for participating i don't remember but you yeah if you walked to school and then they even set up like extra cross um what are those people called that monitor crosswalk monitors i guess crossing yards crossing yards um, there you go to help with kids that maybe had to cross like a major road in order to walk to school that day so cool effort. Maybe one day we could do that here too. Hey, before we dig into other, I know some events that are upcoming. Um, one other thing I wanted to point out is in the word on the streets newsletter. Um, you know, we, we put like a podcast of the week and I wanted to highlight this one because, you know, we mentioned like sprouts kind of opening up in uptown and that's where, um, the bike shop is located. A lot of our work is kind of throughout the uptown area. And this week, uh, we included, a brand new podcast, um, one that I'm uh, communicating with them about being on here soon, but the um, it's like the Tampa Innovation Podcast, and it is the kind of the Soaring Cities, the entity behind mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff is um, kind of like hosting or promoting or creating that podcast. And um, they had uh, Chris Bowen, who is the like chief development officer for the RD management who owns the mall. He also sits as chair of that Soaring City board. Um, I haven't finished it, um, but I am sharing it because I do know the guy. I'm intrigued by where he starts with the story. Uh, but I wanted to like highlight that for everyone to give a listen if you want to get more of insight on kind of what's going on up there in the area. He's a great dude to kind of like tell that story, kind of get updated there. And then I'm um, just intrigued. Like, I think this is a local podcast that you might want to hit the follow button on and stay tuned because, well, I'll be on soon. But I'm sure there'll be some other cool uh, stories being told out of the uptown area. So I'm excited about that and wanted to share with everyone. Very cool. I look forward to listening to that as well. 
Otherwise, the event's going on. So next week, we have our adult cooking class over at Harvest Hope Park starting at 6 p.m. Um, the past couple times, we've launched having community member-led cooking classes. And so this week, we're entering Puerto Rico. And we're going to be doing Sancocho, which my understanding is like a soup, um, a nice hearty soup. So if you want to learn how to make Sancocho, be sure to join us at Harvest Hope Park. That's um, awesome. Over on 20th Street at 6 p.m. next Thursday, August 31st. Um, also happening Thursday, August 31st, but in the morning hours from 9 to 3.30 p.m. If you're an agency partner of Feeding Tampa Bay, um, they are having their partner conference over at the HCPS Instructional Center on 40th Street. So make sure that you RSVP by end of day today to be sure to be a part of kind of the dissemination of information from Feeding Tampa Bay. Um, and then a little bit of fun stuff, Lionel Richie and Earth, Wind & Fire. If you're available, yeah. I'm not. Go, go to that concert, uh, 7.30 p.m. And honestly, for Lionel Richie, I don't think the, the tickets were that crazy. Um, and then uh, this next event, I'm uh, having trouble reading. So uh, don't yeah, yeah, yeah. hit me with this. <laughs> well, it says TV3 Friends. So for Tampa Bay 3, TV3 Friends is kind of a Web3 uh, meetup group that meets uh, pretty regularly. Um, uh, I think initially it was called like Tampa Bay and a T friends or something, bunch of people involved in blockchain, um, but also just curious and interested. And it is just a social meetup group like this. They're meeting. So they do a lot of Tampa and then they go back and forth between St. Pete, Tampa. So it's like a Tampa Bay area meetup group, really cool group of people. I usually join them. There's a meetup at the ale and the witch on Saturday, the 19th. So tomorrow from four to six. So uh, the ale and the witch is in St. Petersburg. So it is, uh 111 second avenue northeast st pete um and anyway just wanted to let everyone know our buddy leo kind of heads that up and uh there is a link in the newsletter that'll take you to kind of the flyer for that which is just a post on their instagram also just follow them on instagram and stay tuned for future meetups but a uh, great group to get plugged in with and kind of learn the ropes a little bit well, we'll be out at Harvest Hope this morning from 1030 to 12 and the Eber Garden from 9 to 11. We're going to keep staying at that time slot um, for the next couple of weeks until we enter September. What Anything else you want to add? Cools down a little bit. Yep. Yeah, awesome. No, we're good. Well, all right. That's what we're talking about, everyone. And thank you for joining us. Until next time. Y'all be good.